Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Jamie and tonight I'm joined by Melinda. Hello. Hello. How are you? Okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> it's just me and you tonight. Dream team. Holla. All right. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone that's disappointed, uh, Paul's in work, Andy's in work, and unfortunately Jake is on the other side of the world. So it's always hard for little Jake to get on. Yeah. I, hope, no, I, I know what that's like. <laughs> I know. But before we start, before we do get into the pod, I just want to wish Melinda a happy birthday for Monday just gone. Oh, and many you, people might have seen her on the Instagram and stuff like that. I, I know we, we mentioned her in the last one, but was it a good day? Did you have a good a nice day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I worked most of the day um, and then uh, came home and me and my flatmate, we went out for uh, lovely tapas, Spanish tapas, actually, um, at this place. And I think it's in Spinning Fields in Manchester. Um, oh, it was delicious. It was so good. Um, came home, had some tiramisu. It's like my favorite dessert, if anyone cares if i ever go to a restaurant and tiramisu is on that menu i could be so full like gut bustingly full and i'm like i'll take the tiramisu yeah i'll take the tiramisu absolutely like any any day any day so she bought me tiramisu she knows i love it so uh had that and then back in work no i was off tuesday actually and then back in work the rest of the week but a nice low-key birthday when you're as old as me jamie they just yeah you just take it easy now. <laughs> it's just a day, isn't it? It does yeah. just become a day. That, uh, but it's always nice to have your birthday, especially. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll dive into the pod. Um, yeah. I know the, the last week hasn't been great. The difference between winning and losing when you're in work is just, honestly, it's night and day. It's so bad. Um, but me and you and Paul did a reaction to Luton uh, mm. that disgusted performance or whatever that was yeah. so if, if it, people haven't heard that obviously it's on the Spotify it's on the link see if you want to go and listen to that 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 is there so I just want to get your last thoughts on Luton it's it's something that I don't really want to hang up hang up on, on about and sort of talk about that disaster um but I do want to give you any opportunity to go you know what I didn't I've, I've calmed down a lot now and I think this that and the other yeah, I was not happy at all. Um, I mean, collectively, I think everybody uh, has a fan base. We were just not thrilled. But yeah, ha- you know, had some time to chill, reflect. Um, I think as well, a lot of fans have had the time as well to kind of think about, you know, where do we go from here? What needs to happen moving forward? Um, many, many mixed opinions still on Sean Deitch. Um, You know, I've seen a lot of shouts about, okay, well, if you want him gone, who are you going to get in? We can't afford to sack him, you know, yada, 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 that, uh, that, mm-hmm. that continuous narrative. Um, so literally, I think I, I just, I, I'm still sitting on that fence where I'm like two sides of the coin, like 
how can you continue to employ someone at this club who has had such an abysmal home record, but at the same time, who would we get in? Who's available? Who would actually want to come to our football club considering what's happening on and off the pitch? Yeah. And can we, we're probably, I mean, I think we're broke. Don't know financially because it's just a shit show. So it's difficult, isn't it? But then again, do we use those excuses over and over again to run the risk of being in the championship next season? I, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a difficult position to be in. So I think all we really can do is, I mean, it's, I think it's quite clear that he isn't going anywhere. Sean Dyche, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, we just have to hope and pray that we do get a win this weekend because I'm sorry if if we lose this weekend, if he's already not questioning himself, he's going to start having to question himself because this is just, I don't even have words if we don't win this weekend. No, I think I think that a lot of things that people took from the Luton game, listen, the, the, we will go on to the players, which we did actually in, in, in the reaction, um, but the manager was questioned a lot and I think mm. it was right in... You know, I think he, the Brentford game when the Aston Villa game, listen, they were great and they were they were really important wins when you look at it now. But it's the home we need to make Goodison the fortress people think it is. You know, it's still got that stigma around it of oh, you don't want to go and play at Goodison and stuff like that. It's still sort of hanging on and clinging on. I think yeah. that a few results like that Luton game and it'll go and uh, in in people's minds. Um, I know. A lot of people say, oh, people want to play at Goodison and it's an easy place to play, but we can make it a horrible place to play. These players have got to actually take a lot of responsibility, I think. Um, as I say, we will touch on the players, but Sean Dice took a lot of, and rightly so, took a lot of stick on Saturday. Yeah. Is is he too protected, Melinda? I've seen a lot of things on Instagram. You just mentioned that there, we can't get rid of a mood that we get in. You know, we can't afford to sack him, but is he too protected because really any manager with four games at home and four losses to the teams we've been beat by as well by the way you know we haven't played City, Liverpool, United and Arsenal, we've played Luton, Fulham, Wolves and yeah Arsenal but even that Arsenal game was a disgrace of a performance it wasn't like Arsenal beat us because they were the better side, they beat us because we just never turned up is he too protected now in a way of he's just going to get a free ride to whatever happens yeah you know what I put up a tweet um I know Paul as well put up a couple of tweets and we just got absolutely lashed for it you know like I I stand by what I said I think we I think part a part of our fan base yeah is is I think he's way too protected I just think what I think it comes down to is possible fear of more change and no good coming of it you know Mm -hmm. I do I do get the point of a lot of fans saying okay, if we keep sacking managers and bringing managers in and nothing's happening, nothing's getting better, like what's the point? You may as well just stick with them. Okay, so I see that argument, but I also see the point that Goodison now is becoming an absolute laughing stock. Teams want to yeah. come here now because they know, oh, pff, well, that's an easy win. They're absolutely abysmal at home. Their fans don't even want to go there anymore. And it's it's sad, but it's true. And it's 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 so difficult to get outside of that mindset because it's like torture just going there week in and week out and seeing the same terrible performances. Like I hate to say it, it's the football club that I love and I've loved my whole life. And I hate saying that out loud, but you have to face facts. Like, so it's a risk. I feel like we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't, we, we bring someone else in and run the risk of things improving and, and getting better and things turning around or 
we bring someone else in and it all gets so much worse or we stick with Deitch and things improve, we stick with him and they get, it gets worse. It It's a gamble. Like it's just, it, it's tough. Like, wh- like, I don't know how you feel, Jamie, but do you think he's too protected? Um, I just think, I don't think protected, no, uh, in a way of, if it gets to a point, we'll have to sack him. But I just think, I just think it's mad that we've come to a point now where we're, we're saying like, oh, we can't sack him, we've got to stick with him. And I get that. Listen, I do honestly, I get it. Yeah. You know, when people come to me and go, you can't keep sacking manager. I understand, I do get it, I understand. But when do we get to a point where it's, we've done it with Lampard last year, we've done it all with Lampard, you can't keep sacking the managers, blah, blah. He kept us up last season. And then as soon as he was sacked, it was like, we should have sacked him at Bournemouth, we should have got rid of him then. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, you can't have your cake and eat it, unfortunately. You can't yeah. have a manager who's not winning football matches and want to win football matches. It just, it, it can't happen. Um, yeah. I just think, we you all saying there, people go, oh, there's no one there to get in. He is. If, yeah. if you actually go on, on, a, on, I don't know what website it was, but I think Paul put it on the group um, of just available managers. And I, I some of the names, I was like, they're unbelievable names. That Yeah, it'd be a dream to get the likes of Antonio Conte. And I'm not saying, don't come for me. I think people are going to go, oh my God, he's thinking we're going to get Antonio Conte. I'm not. But like, yeah. the fella from... Uh, who was the PSG manager who we've been heavily linked with for a while, like Christopher Galata or whatever his name is. Yeah. These are managers that if the Everton job come available, they're at a turn, they'd go, oh, hang on a minute. So I'm very much like you on the fence of if Sean Dyche was to stay, if Everton were to come out now and go, he's down manager, he's staying, you know, he take us getting relegated till we sack him. Then, yeah, you know what? I get right behind him and go, we're going nowhere, so yeah. we've got to stick by him. But while I'm watching performances like the Arsenal game, like the Luton game, we're in every right, right to question the manager yeah. who's, setting, who's setting the team up, who's picking these players. So it's not like we're sitting in eighth and we're going, oh, well, you know, it's not like we're Brighton and getting get rid of the manager. We got beat 6 0 by Aston Villa. It's not like that. <laughs> we're, in free, we're in free fall here. Yeah. We genuinely, we've won. We've won. We've actually scored one goal at home in four games. Jesus. And really, it was a lucky goal. Yeah. It was a bit of a scrappy goal, a bit of a scrappy sort of thing. I know people come at me and go, "Well, we've had loads of chances. And we've created chances. You don't get relegated by creating creating chances. This there's is, no, this is a, yeah. there's no stat in the league table that says, you know." Created chances. Oh, Everton almost got a goal here. They almost yeah. got a goal. Like it's not, it's not going to hold up in court, mate. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just you, not. You stay up by two things: goal difference and points. Yeah. Not created chances. So it, it, it's just about getting the right man in. And if Sean Dice is the man, by all means, run with it and just keep and just try and get us out of whatever this mess we're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. But moving on from Sean Dice, because we've spoken about him a lot, and I think we have got to give him a little bit of a little bit of slack as well, because these players, Melinda, do you just seem like they're just so hot and cold, aren't they? Is it? Yeah. You know, you you go from that Brentford game, that's unbelievable performance. We're all sat there. Then you go to Aston Villa, and we're all sat there, and 
thinking, wow, and I've got to sort of go back on what I've just said here, but Sean Dice against Aston Villa set them up perfectly. Yeah. Set them yeah. up perfectly, cleared the back. You know, I'd, he had Ashley Young playing, uh, sorry, he had Patterson playing as a right wing back, which I thought he was fantastic in Nikolenko as well. Yep. So these players for me have got to take a lot, a long hard look at themselves this week and go, we've got to do a lot more, haven't we? They've got yeah. to do a lot more. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting because that, you know, sort of getting onto that and, um, yeah, I agree with you. You know, we've we've sort of sat here and spoke a lot about Sean Dyche. And, you know, when I was sort of on Twitter as well this past week, that was kind of my main focus. And I did kind of shift perspectives a little bit and think, okay, well, who's actually on that pitch? Not Sean Dyche, you know, like, so we have to do, you know, we have to look at the players as well. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin did come out with a statement um, a couple of days ago. He did say, we still have another home game next week to put it right. And we fully expect to put it right with a far, far better performance. I sure as shit hope you're right, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, because I love him. Everyone knows I'm like the fucking president of the Dominic Calvert-Lewin fan club. And um, I just want I just want things to start clicking. And and I think it's it's wonderful to have him back. You know, I think he is a top leader when he's he's fully fit on the pitch. And that's why it's been so disappointing when he's been back. And we've had the performances that we've had. I know it's a collective thing and not just we can't individualize, you know, single players out. But I wanted to really, really work with him. I want him to have a successful season. I really do. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a big statement for him to come out and say, I, I think. And um, I just really, really hope he's right. I think... I said to you off off pod that these have been handed Sean Dyson, these players, no disrespect to Bournemouth here, by the way. And, you know, we said this about Luton as well. But these players have been handed the perfect opportunity to bounce back here. I know. You know, you've been handed Luton at home. Eh, sorry, Bournemouth at home after being beat by Luton at home. Yeah. You, you can't get any better. Sean Dyson should be screaming at these. Listen, you can't ask for a better way to bounce back, you've got to react. You've literally got to react. You know, I'd understand if you're going to City, if you've been beat by Luton and you've got to go to Manchester City and you're like, wow. But you can't ask for a better time to play Bournemouth. I'm going to say it. We haven't won all season. That's going to bite me in the ass. Jamie, but, no. <laughs> I know. But he should be saying this to them. I know Luton hadn't and stuff like that, but Football's mad. Listen, football's a mad game. Luton yeah. can probably come to Goodison and win. You know, it is what it is. But I just think these players, Destin Calvin Lewin saying that and other players around the squad have sort of got to get together and go, listen, this is it. This is the weekend here. Before the international break, just go out and absolutely leather these. Now, it's easier said than done, but Massive for Sean Dice to set them up properly and the players to yeah. react. Use Goodison. Yeah. No, use it. I can't stress this enough. When that goal went in against Luton and then a couple of tackles after it, you had to feel the crowd was bubbling, ready to go. Yeah. And they just stopped. They just stopped running. Now, I don't know whether it's a fear factor and that sort of brings me on to my next point. Why is it so bad at home? I don't get it. You, you know what? Like, I think, honestly, I, I, th- I think it's a lot of factors. What A few things that stand out to me is, you know, if you do look at what the club's been through in the last couple of years, 
it's been shit. Let's not even beat around the bush, really. It's been absolutely horrible. Um, and, we you know, we still got players in the squad that were around for those two relegation battles. We have brought in some strong reinforcements as well. And I think it might just be a pressure thing, Jamie. Like, I think it might be one of these things where, you know, this this fan base and these this crowd expects a lot, and we do, and we hold this football club and the players who wear that shirt every week to a, to a certain standard. We do, but that's like any any f- football club, you know, like that you want the best out of the players, you want the best for the club. I just feel like it. It, it this might sound a bit cheesy, but I I personally feel like watching these players when we're playing at home, it does start out sometimes with like a lot of spirit and like a lot of heart then that just completely disappears when things don't go our way. It's just, it's yeah. like the soul's completely ripped out of the ground and it's just completely flat and, and it's, and it's crap. But I just think we're so kicked down as a fan base that we feel like, you know, it's been mentioned by even Frank Lampard mentioned it. Did he not recently that the fans yeah. had a huge part in keeping us up, you know, like, and he was there through a relegation battle. Like he knows. And we were, I just think, I think I think we're really like we're still fighting, but we're really really tired of having to drag them over the line. Like every home game should not be like a fucking cup final already. Like this is just ridiculous. Like it's just like come on, you guys need to show the heart. You need to show the fight. You show it for about ten fifteen minutes and it completely drops off. So they've just, they've got to just they've got to get the soul back into into the ground. And it ha- I I think it has to come from the players because we've never stopped as the fans. But it has to. But now it's starting to dwindle on us. It has to come from the players. Yeah, it, I was speaking to someone earlier in the week, and they were saying about Goodison. And listen, I watched um, the Gary Neville podcast, and and he was talking about the Goodison and and Luton winning, and he mm. actually says on it, it, he actually like pulls a face and says, "Can you imagine being in Goodison and Luton are winning two one?" You know, that place can be toxic. And I just thought, is he wrong? You know, listen, I love our fan base and I think we're one of the best fan bases in the world. And for me, there's not a more diehard sort of stick with the club through thick and thin fan base in the world. You know, the, the, sorry for swearing you, but the shit we've been through in the last... No, oh, Jamie, I've sworn, don't worry. <laughs> five years. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> it's, un- it's enough to turn anyone off, but there's no one turning off in anything. If anything, this is going to sound mad. That actually brings us closer to the football club because that's the type of mentality that we've got. Yeah. But do you think the players are, are that terrified to play at Goodison because if a, a slightly misplaced pass and, you know, we've all heard it, people getting on the bite, the backs, and rightly so, you pay your money, you pay your season ticket. It, it, you can, if it, someone misplaces a pass, you're well in your rights to have a little bit of a moan. Do you think it's too much from the crowd? Do you think the players are that terrified to make a mistake? They're overplaying sometimes. Yeah, I think I think like you you know yeah you said it perfectly, Jamie. I I love our fans. Don't get me wrong, but we can be very very harsh. Oh, any any fan base can be, you know. Mm-hmm. But a home game with Everton fans, we can be very very harsh. And I have sometimes heard some things in that ground that I'm like, that is not acceptable. Um, you know, we've seen the media as well, really unfair things. I, I don't, I don't think they were necessarily Everton supporters that have, you know, criticized some of our players based on race and things like that. Um, but of course, I mean, we do not, that is absolutely bang out of order. It's not acceptable at all. Um, but these things over time, they will get to players. And I think 
a player's thinking, oh God, well, you know, last week that player was called this, this and this for not doing this or they did one thing wrong or this. Yeah, it mu- I'm sure it's stressful. It's not an easy place to be, Goodison. Um, but we need to make it not easy for the opposing side, not for our own players. So I think sometimes as a fan base, we, we do need to reflect on that. Sometimes, yeah. you know, every, we're, we're all human. We all, you all know, make mistakes. But I do also understand the fact that this fan base is on very thin ice with with things but we're just we're just i think we're very frustrated with i think events mostly i think that word as well that word perfect was just frustrated you know we're, we're, we're desperate to see our team win we are now we're actually we're not bothered by people go well did they play why did they play so freely away from home and not so at goodison we're not asking for free football. I've said this many times in this pod. I'm not expecting Dwight McNeil to turn into Messi or, you know, anyone. To, it, it, it'd be nice, don't get me wrong, and you do need Dwight, a bit. Dwight McMessi. Yeah, you need quality in, in the Premier yeah. League, of course you do, but mm-hmm. we need to make good. These players need to make Goodison horrible for the opponent, the opposition, because I'm not being funny, but if they do and we see it, if we see these players and they're in the opponent's face, like Arsenal last season, you know, Arsenal come and thought they'd just walk past the ball around us like like this season. Um but last season we were in the face, we were up for we were pushing them, you know, we were getting and it just become a bear pit and it was like you could see you could sort of see Arsenal were backing off and backing off and backing off. So these players need to harness that and Sean Dice needs to harness that as well. You know, there's nothing wrong for Sean Dice to turn around to Decore or Anana or whoever he picks and goes, first two minutes. Go and, go and volley him and just pick and just point at him. Go and volley him. Watch what this crowd does. Yeah. You know, it, it, we're not, yeah, if you're going to beat three players and put them in the top corner, fantastic. But you get a lot more reaction if you go and put someone in the stand and they're sat in the family enclosure. You just watch. You you, yeah. you just watch what Goodison does to the opposition players because the opposition players will go, nah, I'm not having that. Don't fancy a bit of that. Yeah. So I think it, it it's he's got to find that balance, Sean Dice, and the players have got to find that balance, and we've just got to find that right sort of balance tweak, just a tweak, and and it'll get it. And as soon as it'll get it, and it comes and it clicks, I think Goodison will turn into that horrible place that we all love and 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 adore. Yeah, and we miss we miss it. We will. Like it's it's yeah, and I just I don't want you know, the last season at Goodison Park to to feel like this. I just, or another relegation fight again, you know? And I've said this, I've said this once before and I'll say it again. Like, I really don't think asking for one home win out of the fixtures that we've had is asking for the world. Oh. I don't think it is. So everyone who's defending Sean Dyche, you know, I do, I do respect what they're saying and I, and I, and I can understand their point of view at the same time asking for one home win out of all of that is is not asking for for everything it's not like literally someone on twitter said expecting champions league football and i was like behave i never once said that we're not though we're literally not and i'm so sick of people taking opinions and essaying them to like high heaven i i don't think expecting one home win out of that was asking for the world (laughs) it's crazy that you know i can't i don't that's just a mad opinion to me. That sorry if you're listening and you said it, but we're not. Because if you asked every Evertonian before the season started, would you take 15th? Did they bit your hands off? Yeah. 
So you can't turn around to me and go, oh, we expect you're you know, you're expecting Champions League football. We're not. We're expecting hard work. We're yeah. expecting you to run. We're expecting, you know, after twenty minutes you haven't scored a goal if you had not to go down. You know, we're expecting something. And from the manager, we're expecting you to be able to set them up to set to to stop set pieces going in. You know, we're expecting you to set them up to a point where they look good going forward and they're creating a lot more chances than the first 20 minutes. I think people also, oh, we're creating chances. We never had a shot on target against Luton in the second half. Yeah. So are we creating chances? Is it just like this 5, 10, 15 minutes of we had three, four chances yet? The player should be putting the ball in the back of the net. But is that like overclouding the whole game? I just, I don't know. I just think we've really got to make Goodison what it used to be, and that's down to Sean Dyson and the players. Yeah. We we are ready. We are. Paul said it many times. We are ready as a fan base to go bang. Like I don't like bringing them up, but I watched the barcodes in the Champions League. Oh God, yeah. So did I. PSG, and I was like, fair. Blow them away. We'd absolutely no, that crowd. If that was Everton, we'd yeah. absolutely blow them away. Like yeah. I had heard it on TTT that TNT Sport was like. I've never heard atmosphere like this, and I felt like saying, haven't you? Because I was at the Bournemouth game, and that was just to keep us up. So yeah. imagine us trying to play champ- Premier PSG in the Champions League. The ground would fall down. I would, die. I would, I would die, and I'd wake up on a beach somewhere. I don't know where I was. Like, if we Honestly, were in Europe, I would, Jamie. I don't even know what I'd do with myself. Honestly, <laughs> she, no one can tell me that this fan base is like. I, I, I'm not saying. Uh, well, just what what the original point with Goodison was we get in and we're so frustrated at certain things, but on a whole, the fan base is just ready to absolutely adore this football club and adore this team and adore the manager. So they've got to tap into that and go, listen, <laughs> these are ready to just ride or die with us because we yeah. already have. We already absolutely. have just done it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, listen, I think we've. We've seen Donovan Calvin Newman's comment. Yeah. James Holkowski did, didn't he? He done it against Aston Villa. There's yeah. a reason why we can't do that next week. Yeah, the proof's We're in the still pub. waiting. We're still waiting yeah. for the battering. Honestly. <laughs> Where is it? I'm just wondering. <laughs> Jesus wept, man. I think, oh. didn't Ashley Young say it on TalkSport as well? Someone's going to get a hiding. Yeah, it's us. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like at the hiding emotionally and mentally. That's oh. who we. That's who we meant. He didn't mean only <laughs> yeah. football team. He meant us. Yeah, the fan base. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but listen, I just want to ask you a question. Of, uh, it's something that's been playing on my mind all week, and I've seen things on Twitter as well. And I'll be honest, when Bournemouth uh, Luton played Burnley on Tuesday, I was mm. looking. I was hoping for a draw. Yeah. Is it too early? I think I've asked you this in the last couple of pods, but we're seven games in now. We've only got, sounds mad, this, but we've got 31 left. We've played Arsenal. We've played Arsenal until a point where you're like, all right, we played Brentford and we got the win. Then we played Aston Villa away, which, you know, is an hard game by any stretch. And we've played Arsenal at home. But apart from that, we haven't played Man City, you know, Tottenham with their flying now, Manchester United. These, these teams... Is it time to panic? Is it time to be like, 
right, we need to start looking to the teams around us here. I hate to admit it, but I've, I've already started doing that myself, Jamie. I think almost every Evertonian has probably started doing that, looking at other fixtures, looking at the league table, thinking, all right, if they get a draw here, or they need these guys to win. We've all been doing it. It's just, yeah. it's sad that, <laughs> that again, we're, we're looking at other fixtures to, to, to figure out our own potential status in the Premier League. Um, I, I'm on the fence about panicking because I, one, one, way you look at it you're looking at it thinking oh my god we have not won at home game like what the hell is going on the same time you're thinking okay we're seven games in we still have lots of time left but at the same time like yeah when do you start to panic like for me personally it was Luton like that was for me I was like if we don't win this game that's a turning point for me to go what the hell is going on here um but after reflection I have calmed down about it (laughs) now finally um I still think that was a turning point for us. If we would have gotten three points, I think I, I think we would have been, it would have been a turning point, 100%. Um, now this for me, Bournemouth at home, this, I'm sorry, this is a must-win game for me. If we lose this game, I do think we're in trouble. And people might come to me and go, oh, you're crazy. We have so many more games to go. Where are the points going to come from? Tell me, where are these points going to come from? Because I'd love to know. We have totally blown it with these fixtures. Unless we start being that, random weird premier league team that just wins against difficult sides away sure i'll take it all day but it's ever we're talking about here that's probably not going to happen um but for some weird cosmical reason if that starts to happen sure then i won't panic but i just think where we can get the points we need we need to start getting the points now that sort of that is the question i wanted to ask you as well there's 31 games left. Listen, there's a lot of football to be played. Um, there's also a transfer window in that time. As, do you think this could be turned around? Now, people go, oh, what do you mean turned around? It's seven games in. What I mean is, there's enough. do you see enough quality in this team and manager to be like, well, you know what? No, he'll get this right and the players will get this right. That's a, that's a tough question. To be honest with you, and this is something that I, I said at the, even weeks ago. I, I think we've got a squad to be comfortably mid-table. Yeah. Honestly, I do think there's enough talent in, in, in that squad. I really do. And I was more going after the manager, to be honest with you. But I have taken a step back and gone, you know, it is on the players a bit as well. Um, but I, but, but I, but I, think, I think Sean Dyche really needs to start taking a look in the mirror and just thinking, okay, like, you know, what, what do I need to change here? What do I need to do moving forward? Whether it's looking at, you know, the way he's saying the team's up, um, looking at tactics. Like, I, well, I, it's his job to figure it out as a manager, you know, to figure out what do I need to do here to set these guys up right, to get a good performance. And especially at home, he's got to start figuring it out to do what do I need to do to get on the good side of this crowd? Because it, it, it's up to you. Like, you are the manager of this football club. You took this, you took this position. Like, yeah. it's up to you. You, you, need to, you need to figure it out. Every Evertonian you speak to will have a different opinion on this. I guarantee it. But it's it's such it's such a difficult question to ask. It's a, to answer. It's so yeah. difficult. I think this is neat. I always take trying to take a little bit of thing positive and something like that. And you look at the Brentford game, and you know what? That was a fantastic performance. It was. Um, yeah. You know, I know Brentford were off it, and that's fine. They were off it, but Aston Villa as well. They've been be. Brighton six 
won, I think a couple of days later. So, you know, we, we did beat them. You can only beat what's in front here. And the amount of times I've watched Everton get beat 1 0, 2 0 by teams, and they were off it, and you come away going, they were there for the taking. And them two games, we took them. We absolutely took them. And Luton, was it a blip? Not a blip. Listen, I know we've lost four in a bounce at home. But what I'm trying to say is, was a bit of a. If we beat Brett Bournemouth on um, Saturday, out of our last three, four games, we've won three, lost one. So we, if you break it down like that, you go, well, actually, it's not too bad. I know it's looting at home, but it's mad, isn't it? It's, it's, such, it's so on a knife edge our, our season this, at this point that beat Bournemouth, we go to seven points, you start going, right, okay, well, we're four points away from Bournemouth who we've just beat. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think there is potential in this team to go just go boom, 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 and just carry and climb the table. But there's also potential to just go bang and just crash and be like gone by May. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. As you say, it's such a. I asked it as well. It's such a hard question to uh, to answer. Honestly, I do think you know it's. Um... There are some pauses we have to to think about. So I think Harrison coming into the team, and no, I'm not saying this because he's fit. I do think he's a great player. Um, I think him coming into the team is has made a very positive impact. I do think playing James Garner more in a sort of midfield role as well, I think changes the game completely. So it's Deitch. He he, he needs to to start looking at the games that we had success and 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 start playing players in positions where they are excelling and keep them going on on a trajectory or a path that they're mm-hmm. excelling you know like he I, I don't know why he he's completely changed things and it's just fallen to shit and that's what I was saying in the last pod is I feel like he just keeps throwing the same thing at the wall expecting something to stick and it's not sticking and it's like you have to you, you have to keep playing players where they're excelling and you know Coleman hopefully will be coming back hopefully he's he's fit we don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back um a couple other players as well we don't know what's going on with Deli Ali but um I'd like to see him have some potential we'll get into Andre Gomez as well figure out what's going on we'll have a little chat about him we, but... we don't know what's going we'll, we'll talk no clue. Well. We're going through yeah. with players but no clue what's going on with him we're desperate for a ball player yeah we're absolutely desperate no James Garner can get his foot on the ball and people might be out there like, you know, he's lost, he's lost a few yards, Andre Gomez. Listen, he was at Lille last year, and he absolutely loved him, just that they yep. couldn't afford to get him. Um, is he... To even to come off the bench, he's just completely been frozen out. He's not even on the bench to go, right, you know what, go and put your foot in the ball. Go yeah. and put your foot in the ball and find your full-backs or find Donovan McCarville doing all better with feet. Yeah. Do you think this is... Again, I'll go back to the manager a little bit, but do you think yeah. this is just him having his own sort of... Nah, you, you, not that your face doesn't fit, but you're not yeah. my type of player. Yeah, it's so funny, Jamie. I was biting my tongue there because I wanted to say I literally think it's coming back to the whole narrative. Oh, you're, he's not a Sean Deitch player. And I am so sick of hearing shit like this. And I'm swearing a lot on this pod, and I apologize if there are any young ears um, listening to this. Uh, hi, thanks for listening. And I apologize for my potty mouth. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but um, no, I, I honestly, I'm so sick of that narrative because it players shouldn't have to mold to the manager. I'm sorry. The manager should be molding to the players and their strengths and playing the best and optimal team that 
moving forward that can get us wins. Like, yeah. so that also brings you back to the whole thing about Damari Gray, Alex Iwobi. Like, were, were these players sort of, especially Damari Gray, was he completely frozen out? Because we know he's a bit of a creative player. And I just wonder if, if Sean Deitch was like, well, no, sorry, you don't really fit what I want you to do. And maybe they butt heads about things. And I don't know, but I just, I can't get that out of my mind. And also seeing it, Andre Gomez kind of frozen out, not even, he's not even on the bench, has he? I don't no, think he had, no. no. So it's like, what the hell's going on? Like, oh, I just, that's what, and then it also brings me back to that mindset where I'm thinking, is the manager the problem? I keep going in this vicious circle, Jamie. I don't know if you're doing the same yeah. thing as me, but I'm in this vicious circle where I'm almost like, okay, I can get behind him again. And oh, we can't afford to sack him all this. And I get into that argument, but then I'm like, no. Is he literally being stubborn? Is he saying, nope, sorry, don't fit this or you don't fit that. And I want this player here. So I'm going to pull him back here. And it's like, no, but he plays so much better up, you know, deeper and a deeper role, this or that. Like, so is he just being stubborn or is he actually trying to do his best for this team? I I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think it's a bit of a mentality thing, mate. I think he, he, he loves his, he loves his players who are rough and tough and, They'll yeah. run all day and they'll look. And I understand that. Listen, we want that. I've just been going on about how much I want my football, my Everton team to run and work their socks off and, you know, get in each other's faces. I do understand that. And I'd like that. I've got to be honest, that's one thing I do like about Sean Dice that he could probably put that type of team together. Um, and he, 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 this is going to sound mad, but Sean Dice could cut. He's got the mentality to give us our Everton back. He's yeah. got the mentality to give us our old Davy Moyes Everton back where we were the dogs of war and we were horrible to play against your Tommy Gravisons, your Lee Carsleys. These are the type of players that you could slot in the Sean Dice team. You genuinely could. Um, so maybe it's a mentality. Maybe he's looking at these players going, you're not an Everton player with uh, Damari Gray, Alex Iwobi, Andre Gomez. You know, you're not the type of player I'm going to sort of hang my hat on and go get me through the game. Yeah. Then you go on the flip side of that and go, well, you've still got Michael Keane in the team. <laughs> so, not to, Andy will be pulling his hair out now because we thought he'd get a pod out Michael Keane, but, <laughs> you know, you've Hi, got, Michael, you, how are you? <laughs> yeah, you've got, you, you've still got, Andy, you've still got that weak mentality of Michael Keane, you know, Ben Godfrey, as much as I look, I feel sorry for Ben Godfrey, it's still that weak mentality uh, of these players. So, it's a bit of a mad one and hopefully, he can sort of get that right, Sean Dice, and go, right, no, these, I'm getting these players through the door that are strong upstairs as well as downstairs. Um, yeah, definitely. Good point, Jamie. Really good point. Yeah, so I'm hoping that that is his angle on it. I'm just trying to look at it from the manager's angle, and that is his angle of, like, no, I need him to be ready to play for Everton the way I see Everton, if that makes sense. Because Andre yeah. Gomez was fantastic, but he was fantastic in the Marco Silva team that was on the deck playing nice football but couldn't defend. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it, it's a, it, it is a bit of a hard situation. Um, But I just, I don't know. I, I, the Andre Gomez situation, it really is, it really is a hard, hard situation to, to see. Yeah. I just wanted to just come on to uh, ex-manager. Now he was on Sky Sports, he was on Monday Night Football we all loved Frank Lampard as much as he was a crap football manager. I don't think oh. anyone hated him for the man. No, you couldn't hate the man. No, absolutely he, not. He was waxing lyrical about us again, wasn't he? He was basically 
you know the way Carragher and Neville are, the pair of them trying to prod him for answers, yeah. juicy answers that get the front the headline. And he never gave them it. He yeah. he basically just said, No, Everton Football Club is what everyone thinks it is. It's still a huge football club, it's still in a you know a gigantic football club and a, a fan base that are fantastic. They kept us up last season. Yeah. Now for him to say that it is massive, isn't it? For him to nationally say which we all knew anyway, listen, it doesn't Stevie Wonder could see that we kept them up that season, but you know it's massive for him. It, it gives you a little bit more, doesn't it? it? Gives you a little bit of a chest puffed out when he's saying they're on national telly. Oh, absolutely. And everyone knows, like, I was a huge fan, a huge, huge fan of Frank Lampard. Like, it's no secret. Um, honestly, even to this day, like, I am gutted, gutted that it didn't work out with him because I would have loved to see him succeed with this club. And and I think all of us want, wanted it to work out. It just, it's really, it just sucks it didn't. You know, and um, I remember reading his uh, his his post, you know, when he did end up leaving the club and it broke my heart because I think you could feel it from him, his side as well. He really wanted it to work. He loved he loved being an Everton manager. He loved it. Um, it just sucks that it didn't work. But yeah, it's so classy, so classy from him as always. And uh, Frankie Lamps, you're listening. You still make me dance, mate. So don't worry. <laughs> That's got to be a t Frankie Lance makes me dance. <laughs> if that's not in like, I think he's linked with the Rangers job. If that's not a t-shirt from Rangers, then they failed as a football club. Yeah, absolutely. It's right there for the taking, guys. I just gave it to you. Like, <laughs> go for it. And I do wish him honestly all the best. I I do hope it works out for him. Um, because I do. I mean, you can you can see. I think he is pushing for a, you know a, a, a managing career. Yeah. I think he wants to keep going with it, and he wants to try and. It just sucks it hasn't worked out for him really, you know, at his, you know, at, at Chelsea and at Everton. And, you know, it just, it's, I, I feel for the lot, but um, I don't know, you know, one door closes, another one opens. And I think if he can get the opportunity and it works out, I, I hope he succeeds. You know, I, I love nothing, nothing more than to see him succeed. Just like Duncan Ferguson, you know, like I just, yeah. you know, we, 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 we just want, I, I want them to succeed. I, I really do. He's doing quite well, isn't he? Where he is now, he I think he won his first game. Big donkey. Yeah. He, he yeah. won his first game at uh, Inverness. I think Inverness gained a lot of lot of fans. Yeah, well <laughs> in lad, well in. Gained a lot of fans, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he he done all right. Won his first game. You know, I know. No worry, he'll be learning his trade up there, and maybe one day we'll see him back in the dugout at Goodison. Oh no, Goodison. Sorry, it'll be Bramley Moor, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he can be doing that and he'll come back a lot better and a lot stronger, a lot more wiser. Yeah. Um, just to touch on a current player, actually, and a bit of boss news that come out uh, today that uh, your mate Beanweight, is it? Hey, yes. <laughs> Love of my life, light of my world. He's yeah. so amazing. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a cracking player he is and he's going to be incredible. Well, that's that's the thing as well, isn't it? We we've all been sort of desperate. We, every time we play, get them tied down, get them tied down, and I think it's always in the back of ever, everyone's mind being an Evertonian of these are going to f this up. You know, these are going to let him go for nothing, or these are going to not give him what he wants. Yeah. No broke today. Um, that Fabrizio Romaro said Everton are very very close to agreeing a deal with Jared Brantwaite. 
Um, I think Sean Dyke said something in his press conference as well. Basically, yeah, it's close, and we've been speaking to him for a while. You know, he's keen on the deal. That's massive. That that's that's like saying yeah. 40, 50, 60 million pounds centre centre half. So, yeah, if Everton can get that over the line, that that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Oh, that's that would be brilliant business by Everton, and those are not words that I say very often. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it would be it would be great. Um, I honestly do think he's. He's quite a Deitch player as well. He 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 fits it, doesn't he? I I, yeah. I think anyway. But um, so I think, yeah, that will be absolutely brilliant. I'd love to see him stay at the club and grow. And I did see, uh, you know, he did an interview. I think as well. I think it might have been with with the club. And he did say the best thing I ever did for my career was to go to was PSV. Is that where he PSV, was? Yeah. PSV. Yeah. I think it was the best thing I ever did. Um, I almost said PSG, and I was like, no, <laughs> I was like PSV. Yeah. And um, he said it was the best thing I ever did for my career was going there and getting the experience that he got. And he has come back just a completely changed player. Like he's, you know, we oh. always knew he had potential. We could always see, you know, a um, couple years back when he was with us and he did have a lot of potential. But God, he's now someone that I look for and I'm like, he better be on that score sheet every week. And that's, that's massive. So to oh, see, 100%. yeah, to, to see um, him potentially being locked down with us for, you know, however long it may be, great business great business and a lot of clubs have been sniffing around i think united have been rumored to be kind of sniffing around yeah they have yeah i think with 18 months left in his contract they're always going to sort of sniff around aren't they yeah definitely so i could see why you know um but uh it would be i i would love him for him to to stay at uh at everton so yeah if if i can get this right they've got a future everton captain as well by the way oh he's only young yeah you know if we get this right and start you know, getting the, the, the club back to where we want it, this kid could stay. Now, I know people are obviously, and rightly so, if he signs this new deal, we're all thinking, well, we'll get more money for him when he leaves. But that's just what it is. That's just the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. I don't yeah. want to see him walk out the door, but if Man United come in on, in the summer and go, we'll give you 18 billion quid for him, you go, yeah, thanks. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that and then you go and find another one and you you do it again. Um but honestly I think if Everton get this right and are in the position, you could say to this lad, listen, you could be the captain going not going in, you could be the captain of Everton Football Club in a brand new stadium one day. Yeah. And keep your head down and keep working hard. But we've got to get it right round them as well. We've got to get it so we can offer them that and we look and that looks an attractive sort of proposition for him yeah um now we we are an everton podcast but we're also a football podcast <laughs> if unless you live under a rock there's been um a few decisions by var now me personally i don't see what the fuss is about because he's miles yeah. off, he's miles offside it's, absolutely and it's two red cards i don't personally see what all the fuss was about. I think the referee's got it absolutely spot on, to be honest. It's a bit of bang out. You know, I think it's bang out of order that they've been taken out of selection for the weekend. That's just my personal opinion. Um, There's been quite a ruckus about this, Jamie. I just don't really understand what the big commotion's for. Honestly, like, I, don't get it at all. I'm not, not really yeah, sure. I just can't believe it. And they had to come out and apologise. I think that's disgusting that they've had to apologise. I actually find it disgusting that they've had to come out and apologise. It's terrible. 
Absolute, absolute disgrace that good lord <laughs> oh no listen but it is something that needs to be touched upon because it is oh, a bit yeah. fast isn't it you know it, as much as they got it right on the weekend it's still much of it's still a farce it's just so bad this come in four years ago Melinda to help the referees and make referees decisions they've got worse they've actually got worse oh yeah <laughs> And we've been we've been screaming about this for years, man. And you know, I I would say more in the last couple of years, more fan bases have come forward and been like, "Hang on a minute, what's going on here?" Mm-hmm. And literally, it just reminds me of that meme, you know, with uh, Mel Gibson and Jim Caviezel in the Passion of Christ. <laughs> I oh, literally, yeah. I'm like, that literally comes to my mind every single time someone's like, "Oh, well, that was an unfair VAR call against mm-hmm. us," and I'm like reaching to the mother effing choir my guy like wow. it's cracked me up this week seeing all the things on twitter like you know asking for oh well, we need this game needs to be we, this needs to be replayed and this game needs to be replayed the one that got me was the man city one i was like mm-mm, 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 don't you dare that was chest all day oh what chest all day <laughs> i'm surprised he never went down with concussion rodri to be honest it <laughs> smacked him square in the face um <laughs> But no, we've you... had some terrible decisions by VAR as an Evertonian. Listen, the goal oh, yeah. that against Luton took three and a half minutes. Why does it take three minutes to decide whether he's on or off? It's, there's no grey area with on or offside. He's either offside or he's onside. That's it. So yeah. I just I want to ask you a question about it as well. And I want to get you the sort of opinion because I've seen it divide a few people. I think Gareth Southgate said it as well today. Um, would you get rid of VAR or would you keep it and sort of try and do certain things to make it better? Hmm. I mean, it's funny. I've seen, you know, and I think actually Paul says it quite a bit. And, and he, I think he said it needs to be scrapped. And in a way, you know, I see where he's coming from because yeah. it's completely just sucked the fun out of football. Like you cannot celebrate a goal now. Like I feel like when we get a goal, you're like, okay, so we got to make sure it's actually a goal, you know? Because um, even when you, you're sitting there, you're thinking, clear as day that's a goal it was not offside there was no you know no reason why this shouldn't be a goal they find a way to make yeah. it not a goal or a disallowed goal so it's it, it's it's just completely sucked the fun out of celebrating a, a pure like a pure celebration of a goal now so but i do think in certain situations i think it, it you know it it can offer benefits but yeah. it's just not being used correctly that, that's the thing it's not being used consistently and it's not being used correctly so i don't know if there needs to be some retraining or if we need to just completely get rid of all of the var staff and bring in new what what gets me actually i think this might be a possible solution i think we said it on this pod before is i think we need to bring in experts that don't care about football don't care about football don't sport football. Just literally know what the rules are, what yeah. to look for, what to call, what not to call, what's allowed, what's not allowed, and that's it. Because I think it's getting so mixed up. You've got friends in cahoots of this, and but that's my buddy, and I've got a, you know, we've seen. Um, was it? Was it? Uh, my, my yeah, or Dean? My Mike Dean. Sorry, Mike yeah. Dean. Yeah, Mike Dean. Come out and say, oh well, it was you know my mate basically on the VAR screen yeah, that day yeah. and his bullshit. It's like, mate, come on, like pack it in. This has become 
such a corrupt sport now. And it's so disappointing and it's so disheartening that it's like, really, come on, like, come on, like grow up, behave. So I, I think if it's used correctly, it, it, it can have a lot of benefits, but we've clearly look at what's happened this week. It's, it's an absolute farce. It's an absolute farce. Why what happened this week? That was so fast. <laughs> Can't well, tell. I feel sorry. <laughs> the only thing I feel sorry about this week was Tottenham. Poor Tottenham fans had to go through all that. Disgusting. I know. No, gosh, but it wasn't. Or Richarlison, our, 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 our king, our savior. The mm-hmm. disrespect. I'll do it. I'll dare they? Richarlison, we love you. <laughs> Forever and ever. Amen. Like, how dare you come for my boy, Richie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they just they need to get rid of it, in my opinion. They get yeah. just get rid of it. Bring the excitement back to football. Bring it where, like, I'll be honest. When Luton, when we scored against Luton on on Saturday, um, it's always just a sort of half-hearted mm. celebration, you know. And and then when it finally gets given, it's a it's a fist bump. It's not grab you grab the lad next to you the way it should be, you know. It yeah. should just be the ball at the back of the net. You look straight over the linesman. If the flag's up, he's offside. If it's down, then he's not. I know when. And if he's and if the flag's up and you watch match of the day and the night and he's offside or he was onside, then so what? That was yeah. football. That's just the way it was. Because I'm not being funny. We've had this thing now for four years to get rid of them conversations, and they're still going on. If not worse, get rid of it. You've tried. It didn't work. Just get yeah. rid. Now was the perfect time for them to go listen. We're gonna get rid of it. We're gonna do it for Champions League. The Champions League still gonna have it, but we're just gonna get rid of it because it's killing the game. It's completely killing the game. You know what, Jamie? Every single time now, when there is that, you know, little commotion after a goal, and then you just see the, mm-hmm. you're like, "Fuck!" Oh, sorry, pardon me. Screw off. I just can't. Like, I just I, yeah. There you go with you little VAR. I just mm-hmm. can't do it anymore. I can't. Like, it never goes our way. It's so frustrating and it's just, it's completely took the fun out of celebrating goals. Now it's, it's, it's changed the world of football and I'm really sorry, but yeah, of course, you know what? We've had some VR decisions go our way. I can't complain, you know, but I would say the majority, the negative outweigh the positive. I think as well, man, I hear people's arguments. I've spoken with a few people about this. We're getting rid of it and they go, well, it's such a competitive sport now and it's so you know, there's so much money involved in it, which I understand. You know, they've got to get these decisions right as well because you know, there's big things on at stake here. But there's, it's always been big things at stake. When you know, when Aguero scores that goal against Balot- for Balotelli, there's no VAR. Hmm. You know, you could go through all, you could go through right, right the way through the Premier League history and probably write off a lot of important goals through VAR. But that's what makes it fantastic. That's what makes it the sport that we love. It makes it, you know, yeah, you get right. into the pub, you make and go, that was a red card. No, it wasn't. Yet yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. And you're back and forth. And But that's just the way it is. Now, Now we had the computer. We brought a computer in to get these decisions right, but it's still getting made down to human error. So get rid yeah. of the <laughs> So what's the point of even having it then? <laughs> Let, let the human error make let the referee make that that human error that he's still making, and get rid of the computer and get rid of the not being able to celebrate a goal or constantly a bit weary and stuff like that. I just I just don't like it. I, I don't think there's anyone that likes it out there as a fan, as a pundit, as a referee, as a player. They probably like it, but 
I don't think half the players like it, personally. Look, listen, if it was a robot telling me, yes, that was offside, or no, that was onside, I'd go, yeah, mate, you don't you, you don't care if, if it's Everton, if it's Newcastle, if it's Liverpool, if it's freaking Luton, you don't care who's playing. If it's a robot, I'd be like, sure, I, I believe you. But it's still, you're right, you, you hit the nail on the head, it's still human error. So yeah. what is the actual point? Waste of oh. money, waste of time, waste of resources, stupid. <laughs> It's not working. Stupid, but to Stupid. be fair, the thing as well, the, the one thing that before we move on to the Bournemouth game, the one thing we've got to say over here, it, it got it spot on last Saturday at half five. So thanks very much. Um, so, <laughs> doing but, the Lord's work, doing the Lord's yeah. work. <laughs> so we'll move on to the, the big one. Um, yeah. Now I'm just going to ask you a yes or no answer. And... This is sound mad because it's seven games in, but it's this is six pointer. For me, it is. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you, Jamie. <laughs> How weird does it's, that sound? It's like I literally the words cut my mouth, and I was like, "Melinda, Jody, are you okay?" <laughs> but look, I'm sorry. Like everything's upside down right now. Nothing makes sense. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. Why are we like this? Why is this happening? This is, I'm sorry, this is huge for us. Like, I think everybody is literally, everyone's head's gone. My brain's like Swiss cheese. Like, I just don't, I think, I think we need this. And I think, you know, DCL coming out with a comment or a statement like that as well. They've really got to start living up to, to, to delivering for, for this fan base, I think. And for the club itself and, and you know what, for themselves, because to be honest with you, how would it feel like if I went to my job seven seven days in a row and seventh day I'm still making mistakes I'm not getting the results I want to get I would start to feel really really bad about myself and I feel really really down about myself you know it's going to start to affect them and you know DCL has come out as well and spoke about mental health and um you know for him to to remain this strong he got booed off at Villa booed off you know, and I think he's on a bit of a high in life right now because of what's going on. You know, he's had his his baby and he must be, you know, in a really good place. And he has been getting on that score sheet. So that's doing wonders for him as well because he's massively into a confidence, you know, thing, I think, for him. So Yeah, yeah, yes. So I think he's I think he's what we need. I think we have to back him and we will. Um, but I think him coming out and saying that, I think he's gonna have to sit down, have a chat with these lads and go look. <laughs> We really, we're really gonna have to, we're gonna have to get this done on Saturday. And um, funny feeling, Jamie. I don't know. I'll get your thoughts on this as well. But I, I, I think we, I think we're gonna win it. I think yeah. we have to. I think we have to win it. What about you? Is this a six pointer for you or? Yeah, it, it's a bit of a mad one, but I'm gonna call it a four pointer. Okay, that's um, fair. Only purely for the fact that yeah, we are still seven games in. But on the other flip side of it is, if we are gonna watch these teams around us, we've played them. The only one we haven't played is Burnley. Now, Sheffield United, we drew against Luton, mm-hmm. got beat by. You can't get beat by Bournemouth. You just can't. Wolves, we got beat by. So you just can't get beat by Bournemouth. And sorry, you just can't. Um, now, I think I never watching something about Conor Cody and he was saying like, in the dressing room, they all kept saying, don't be the te- don't be a part of the squad that gets, beat by, uh, gets relegated, whatever. And obviously, these aren't the circumstances. But they should be saying to each other in that dressing room, do not let these beat us here. Yeah. They should be protecting others and they should be saying, 
these kind of come to Goodison and beat us in their own backyard. Have a bit of pride about you. Have a bit of pride about Goodison as well and say, you know what, no, you're not coming to Goodison and you're not beating us here in front of our own fans. Um, and I hope that's the type of situation we get and I hope that's the type of reaction we see as well. A bit of a, no, you're not beating us again. We're not get, we're not doing this again. This isn't, this, this is not happening again. A bit of stubbornness from the players. Um, but, no, I think it's a four-pointer just purely for the fact that there's a lot of football to be played, but you've got to be beating Bournemouth and Luton at home, and we've failed. You've got two big tests. You've failed one of them. Don't fail the next one. Um, yeah. No, I, so- I, yeah, just just sort of piggyback on on that. Like, I, I think kind of tying back to what I said at the beginning of the pod is they've, they've got to get that spirit and that soul and that heart back into Goodison. Like, I think, like, we always show up as the fans, we always do as much as, you know, we've had to drag ourselves to these home games and we've been dreading it. You know, I, I admit it, but they've got to bring that life back into it now because it's up to them. It's up to those 11 players on that pitch for what happens in those 90 yeah. plus minutes. It's it's up to them. You know, Deitch can direct and lead and manage them as, as much as he wants, but ultimately it is up, it is up to them. So, so what, what would your lineups be? And your prediction. No, you don't have to do a prediction because I think we just keep getting it wrong. So <laughs> if you don't want to, you don't have to, but you can if you want. No, I think I still will. Okay. Um, so what I would do is I'd have, I, I would start Patterson. Uh, so Pickford, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have Patterson, Tarkovsky, Brant, Beanthwaite, Mikolenko. I put Mikolenko in. Yeah. I, th- I think he's been, I think he has had some really good performances, to be honest with you, uh, lately. So, um, yeah, he's not out for me. I would do, I think I'd do, f- I should have got my tactics board out. I'm trying. <laughs> you can get it if um, you want. No, I'm all, I, I, can, I think I can, I think I can do it. So I've got the four. I think I'm going to do four, four. So I would do Harrison. Yeah. Garner. Uh, Onana McNeil and then I would have DCL up front and then I would have Denjuma DCL yeah yeah that's what I go with definitely I gotta keep Harrison in that team I'd want to bring James Garner into the mid and I would definitely keep Mikalenko and I I would bring Patterson in 100% yeah yeah I'd go with that more of a a four is that a four four two or is it more of a Danjuma behind that Calvert Lewin? Oh, I think I would just yeah. I think four four two. I think four four two. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I would I would see how that goes, and he can always drop back, can he? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would give that a go and see how that. See, and if it's sort of not really meshing, I yeah maybe drop Danjuma a little bit back, but maybe just do four four one one. But I think I would start with four, four, for for two, having them sort of pressing to sort of have that pressure up up on the front. I think because having Harrison and then McNeil on the wing, I think that would work quite well. Yeah, no, that that was sort of what I was going to look for. I was sort of going to go four three three, and for me, I just don't think a good thing you can play Dressa Gay and and Decore next to each other. Um, yeah, I yeah, just, I, I would drop them. They just cancel each other out for me. Um, now. I could probably change Anana Raw, Rissigay in that in the in the six, 
I'd probably stick with Ronaldo just for his physical presence. Yeah. And, it, and the fact that he can actually pass a ball. Um, and then I would probably go three in midfield of Anana as a six, Ghana. And mine was, to be honest, I, I, I like the fact of playing Dwight McNeil in in the 10. So, so oh, okay. I, okay, and I see what you're doing. I, yeah, I'd yeah. have Dan Juma on the wing with, with Harrison on the other one, just purely for the fact that I think, I think McNeil can unlock something and yeah. we need to get the ball on the floor and we need to give it to Calvert-Lewin's feet. Now, yeah. I think Dan Juma and Calvert-Lewin will sort of stand on each other's toes because the pair of them want to be the centre-forward. Hmm. That's down to dice to be like, right, you've got to sit back. But I yeah. think with Harrison running at one one side and Dan Juma maybe taking a couple of players on and the other, but you could interchange them. Listen, you could put bring Dan Juma into the middle and then put McNeil off for 10 minutes and... Bring Harrison into ten. Harrison can play in the ten. But if you if you have that sort of yep. three behind Calvin Lewin of Dan Juma, McNeil, and Harrison, yeah, you're asking you 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 know you're putting her on Bournemouth a little bit. You're saying to Bournemouth, we're going to get the ball down and we're going to run at you basically. Yeah. Now, more I think about it, I think you're right. I think I would have Dan Juma drop back a bit. I think and have DCL definitely you know up front. I think that would actually. I think that would actually support DCL better. Yeah, yeah. But Dan Juma's going to have to, you're right, I don't want them to have to butt heads on that. He's going to have to really... I just think with Dan yeah. Juma, he's not going to... Dan Juma won't, like... He's not going to run back. As soon as if Bournemouth get the ball, I can't yeah. see Dan Juma sort of getting into a, a, a low block like Sean, Sean Dice likes where McNeil will. Yeah, um, that's fair. Where on the wing, you can sort of just... You have to track back, but you sort of get away with it a little bit. You're not going to be able to get away with it as uh, as a midfield three, not tracking back. So, no, yeah. you, you know, all three of them moving moving around. It's something, it's something different. It's something that we haven't seen. And then you look at the bench and you go, well, you've got the Corey to come off the bench. You've got a Drissi Gay. You've got Beto. You've got, yeah. you know, you've got these players to come off the bench. Lewis Dobbin, if you will. So he's got to give himself a lot of options, and he's got a lot lot of options at his at his disposal. So. He really has got to, got to get this one right. Oh, he does. Absolutely. So what do we think predictions? Do we want to do it? I'm fine to do mine, but do you want to do yours? Well, I had a beautiful foot looting 4-0. Um, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's okay, we all make mistakes. <laughs> Tell Emma. Um, I had... Go on, you do yours. Okay. You convince me. So, my... My heart, so I'll do heart first. My heart is saying 2 0. Right. Everton, obviously. <laughs> 2 0 Bournemouth. <Yeah. laughs> no, 2 0 Everton. Um, and I think, I think, I still, I'm still sticking by this. I think James, uh, James Dwight McNeil and yeah. Dominic Calvert Lewin will score. Um, I do. I I think. I you know what? I think Dwight McNeil's not quite been himself. You know, he is still coming back from an injury. I understand that, but I think this game will see Dwight McMessy. I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to come back. So um, I think they're up for it. You know, he he was huge for us towards the end, mostly towards the end of last season. I think you know he he put in some great performances. So I think he's hungry to get back to, um, you know, his previous yeah. previous self. Um, 
my head is saying, my head is saying two one. Us, I, I still, I still, I still think we'll win, but I, but I do think that you know that I think that fence will get a little bit holy, uh, and on the oh, oh, holy way, like the oh wow, look at that, it's Swiss cheese, holy way. Um, so, <laughs> I, but I still, I, I still stand by. I think it'll be Dominic Calvert Lewin and and Dwight McNeil, but I do, I do think those cheeky gits will get one. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to be honest. Even if a, if we win one nil and then it's a Bournemouth player on the back of the head. And goes in. It, 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 we've got to get. We've got to stop the rot. And yeah. there's a perfect opportunity for them to do it. No disrespect to Bournemouth, but listen, Bournemouth will be coming to Goodison as well. By the way, looking for their first win and thinking no better place. We've yep. got to. We've got to stop that mentality of the away fans and the away team. And we've got to do it this weekend because if we don't now, where does it end? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, but just before we go, you are actually going to Canada. I am, yeah. Next week, um, home. Mm-hmm. Oh, your second home. This is your home, but your second. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we just want to obviously wish you good luck and hope, hope you enjoy yourself. We'll obviously oh. yeah try to keep it on. I know it's hard because when we've got Jake as well, it's the time difference. But we will, you know. We'll make sure we try and get you on and you'll be able to watch the match as well. Um, I think we play Liverpool while you're over there. Yes, we do. You know, it's so funny. So my aunt, my auntie Jeanette, love her so much. She's amazing, an incredible woman. She's throwing a huge party for me on the 21st at her at her place. And my uncle, my uncle Les, is a massive, massive red. So I'm going to turn up in all my Everton gear no fucks given and um <laughs> my cousin so my uncle's son adam he's also a massive blue um so we're gonna watch the game with my uncle which would be really really interesting um so it'll be kind of fun to go back and watch it with my family but uh yeah. i will be i will miss not being here especially if <laughs> if we win <laughs> Ooh. when when dinosaurs roam the earth yeah. um um yeah so that will be that'll be something but yeah, I, I will try and get on some some pods when I'm back across the pond. Um, yeah. I'll keep in touch with you know you guys, and if I can hop on, that would be great. But you didn't give your prediction, Jamie. I'm not. You're not going to. I thought you said I convinced you to. Oh no, no, I'm too scared. Ah, all right, fair enough. Too scared. That's why I moved. That's why I moved on. I was like, ah. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just. Yeah, I can't. I'll be honest. I, I don't know again. I just felt like an absolute sausage. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. Um, Watch well, us absolutely batter them. I would. I would. I would cackle. I'm going. I'm going. Actually, it's the first yeah. time that I'm sitting in the lower Gladys. What yeah. an experience that's going to be. So I'm. Uh, I'm very excited. I've been in the. I've been in the. Up, no, I've been in the. Upper. Upper. Yeah. Yeah, you. Are. I'll be. I'll be in the the lower. So yeah. Should be good. Looking good forward to it. Good send off that, by the way. It'll be good. if we win, and yeah. you're in the lower Gladys. You know you can't ask for a better sort of off to your, your your holidays. You know, fantastic. It'll be yeah. I hope we do honestly. I really do. It just we've got to. Yeah, we need it. We need to get uh, need to get some life back into this into the into Goodison into the into the fans into the players into the 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 we need to. We need to get it back. We need to get it back. So here's Absolutely. hoping. So enjoy yourself. 
Thank you, Jamie. In Canada. Um, keep in touch. Well, obviously, people obviously know now, so we don't want people to go, where the hell's Melinda gone? <laughs> um, I will be back, by the way. I'm not like moving oh, yeah, back to Kitsikana indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm only going for two weeks for a wedding and then I'm back. So yeah. <laughs> not my well, yeah. wedding. I'm not getting married. My best <laughs> friend's wedding. So <laughs> yeah. And then you go out and you have, to, at least you're in Canada for when, if Liverpool beats us, you can just go and hide in the, the Rocky Mountains somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go drown my sorrows. I wish I could do something like that with, with, uh, sometimes or whatever. <laughs> but, um, honestly no thanks for joining me today tonight and hopefully we can get the win for you saturday to see you off onto the plane yeah that'd be but, boss wouldn't it yeah so Lindley, thank you very much and up the toffees up the toffees sports social podcast network